comes the sun Here comes the sun And I say It's alright Oh, thank you so much, Hattie, for jumping in there. You gave me that look. Oh, yeah. Necessary. <laughs> well, you have a wonderful voice, so I'm so appreciative that you jumped in. Likewise. Hattie Rinsbury, graphic designer with the Sopris Sun. Thank you so, um, for all you do for the Sopris Sun. Definitely. Thank you. You are tuned in to Everything Under the Sun on Katie and Kay, your weekly program, straight from the pages of the Sopris Sun to the airwaves. We're also joined by Executive Director Todd Chamberlain. How's it going, Todd? Uh, it's going really good. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. All the always, and um, so excited to talk about our reflections from the. Colorado Press Association's annual convention that just uh, came to a close on Saturday. And But first, we're going to interview the wondrous Megan Tackett, who previously worked for the Sopra some time ago, some time ago, but now is the editor-in-chief of the Aspen Daily News. Megan, are you there? I'm here and so jealous that I'm not in person in the studio with such wonderful humans. <laughs> oh, well, we are so we are so privileged to be considered wonderful humans in your eyes. And thank you for the work that you do. And it's so wonderful that you were recognized at the uh, Colorado Press Association convention. Yeah, that was pretty neat, huh? It was uh, very cool to be sitting at a table with all of my friends at the Soper Sun, uh, my, my alma mater. To have two of us recognized at a statewide level in the same evening was um, that's 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 a feather in a cap I won't soon forget. Absolutely, and it was. We all got to sit together, just us Valley folk, and here our representatives from the Sopris Sun, as well as of course Megan, and uh, we were rallying, we were cheering for the Sopris Sun one nine press awards plus um press and innovation awards which we will get into that went to editor raleigh burley but it was a lot of fun at our table i feel like we livened the place up almost oh definitely <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> i heard looking... from several other small papers that we were um entertaining to watch and <laughs> something to be envied yes yeah. they, they definitely have their eyes on the roaring fork valley and what we're doing up here so they certainly do, and it, that was prevalent not just at the convention, but um, as noted in uh, the page two column this week, uh, written by editor Raleigh Burley. Um, it was we were our, the Sopra Sun, and particularly was, the name was thrown around in breakouts as well as um, just uh, the general gatherings during the press association conference. Um, but Megan, while we have you on the phone, because we know you are so busy producing a daily and getting the news out there. Um, we want to talk a little bit about you and uh, just hear some reflections um, about this very prestigious award, uh, the First Amendment Award, which is really the foundation of what we all are in this business for. Um, and you spoke so eloquently when you were um, when you were announced as the winner of this award. Um, how did you feel? Uh, what was what was it? What did you internalize when you heard your name announced for that award? Um, <laughs> really stunned. Um, uh, you know, we we are surrounded by such high caliber colleagues. I think in Colorado, in particular, um, just as you know, the Super Sun and the Roaring Fork Valley uh, media landscape has gotten a lot of statewide attention. 
I think nationally on the landscape, Colorado gets a lot of attention for the intentionality of the landscape, the collaborations that we see. You know, AP Story Share is a kind of insider baseball for the industry, but um, it's it's an it's an industry specific platform that allowed. Um, anyone who who is an AP member uh, to share their content and just say, hey, we're stronger together. And this COVID-19 pandemic is weird, y'all, right? So let's, let's <laughs> share some content as it regionally helps one another and helps us all survive um, and, you know, withstands this national growing trend that's very concerning, which is the growing number of what's considered a news desert. Um, you know, a lot of communities don't have even a single newspaper uh, that is truly produced within a community for the community. And so as we're all trying as an industry to withstand that, AP StoryShare emerged and allowed uh, entities across the state of Colorado to get to know one another and share one another's content completely for free, just in good faith, to help make sure that we all survive. And now AP StoryShare you know, I have to filter through to specify. I just want to look at Colorado when I'm perusing because it's opened up to so many other states. So I think just as the Roaring Fork Valley is setting itself as, as a bit of an example um, for collaboration and and just a really saturated news media landscape in the best way possible, um, I think the state also is setting itself apart from the rest of the nation. And so when I heard my name, knowing the caliber of colleagues that I have across the state of Colorado, I was just stunned. Um, and I think that was really the sentiment that I at least tried. I hope it was eloquently expressed in the adrenaline-soaked moment of holding that award and standing up at that podium. I can vouch that it was so wonderfully put, um, and it really... It... It brought uh, all the feelings into my heart and my soul um, and as to why uh, we're in this business. Um, you did, and something, just to note on uh, the story share and the theme of the convention this year was Stronger Together, and um, rather than competing, putting it um, first to compete for stories or, you know, understanding that we are all part of the same mission and that's disseminating valuable good jur journalism. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so, and you, of course, this, you were nominated by um, your boss uh, for mm -hmm. a very contentious story for some time. Um, and you l really broke the story. Uh, um, and it was in a, your June 13th edition, six months into Ogden acquisition, Aspen Times Newsroom looking different and kind of shedding some insight that people were waiting for or were waiting um, at the time. Could you speak to what, um, what this story and navigating that story of a fellow newspaper meant to you um, and going kind of diving inside the newsroom and the controversy in the fellow newsroom. Yeah, um, gosh, that it is. You were correct in your description of calling it contentious <laughs> and, and also difficult, right? Uh, I, I don't think I can talk about this story without, again, emphasizing and, and reiterating that, you know, I love my frenemies at the Aspen Times, and, uh, and frenemy is rooted in friends, right? We, we are all colleagues, and we all do share the same mission. So it was difficult um, to report on this story. And, and by report on this story, 
I mean, I was a very, very close observer. You know, this story really started for me back in December when the Ogden acquisition was first announced. And by virtue, Ogden, I believe, is still considered the sixth largest newspaper owner in the United States. Um, And so there are dozens of case studies across the country um, of, of what happens to otherwise local newsrooms once they've been acquired by a large um, a large conglomerate like that. And some of it is really good. And, you know, to, to be fair, it's very easy to argue that some of the 100-plus newspapers that Ogden owns across the country may not exist at all had Ogden not acquired it, right? So let's mm-hmm be careful and, and acknowledging the nuances of these dynamics. Um, but at the same, by the same token, um, you know, there are other examples of newsrooms unionizing within months of an Ogden acquisition. And to me, as an outside observer, that really says something as well from a cultural perspective, because do you know what it must take for newspaper journalists to unionize. I mean, being overworked and underpaid is sort of the whole shtick, right? (laughs) So um, I I started observing this back in December and already started seeing what happens when you see a big conglomerate that way because the announcement was the same across every Western Slope newspaper under the Swift, now Ogden umbrella. It was the same statements um, from the same executives that positioned Ogden as the fifth generation family owned uh, publishing uh, company. Um, and when I was looking into it, of course, I saw something very different. And so it really showed me, even back then in December, how important it was to have independent media voices that can shed light on all angles of a story. And but from there, you know, you you're not trying to kick anyone, as it were, right? And and mm-hmm. so there was a lot of intentionality that needed to be infused into that particular observation of because as much as I love competition and frenemy, they are still my direct competitor, right? right. Um, so so you have to watch and and really ask yourself, is this particular day to day development rising to the level of actual newsworthiness? Or is there some sort of business side advantageous element that you have to consider and make sure you're being very honest with yourself in any news story that you write in that um, capacity? And I, it would be disingenuous of me not to acknowledge that. But um, when I woke up that morning, and I always read the Aspen Times e-edition as well as the Super Suns e-edition. Oh, thank um, you so much. <laughs> I, I, love, I love e-edition, Patty. I have a, I have a dear love of design, so I enjoy seeing the <laughs> oh. e-edition. Um, and because of that, I noticed that day I was looking at the masthead because the masthead was regularly changing at that point in time right. um, for the Aspen Times. And so I was looking at the masthead. And I remember just thinking, am I being punked right now? Because Andrew Travers wasn't on the masthead. And in the rumblings that you hear in the rumor mill, Andrew Travers was not among the names that I had heard as considering a departure. And so then I started digging into it and started hearing rumors. And, of course, Roger Merrill's column had just been published earlier that week only to be unceremoniously, excuse me, wiped from the internet and and at least virtually unpublished. Um, And Mm. so those two things seemed correlated. And 
then when I finally spoke with some Ogden executives and some insiders and that was confirmed, then was the moment of, okay, no, this has risen to the level of newsworthiness, um, regardless of whether or not you agree or disagree with the decision. An editor of a local newspaper and a much beloved tenured journalist was terminated from his post, okay. which that post was going to be a promotion to, to the actual helm of the editorial um, department over there. And he was terminated for seemingly an editorial decision that he made. And so that is newsworthy. And then you are in that difficult position of, in some ways, you're defending your colleagues in, in that newsroom when you realize there's a story that directly impacted that newsroom and that and our community, and they are not going to be in a position to immediately tell that story. So again, this is another instance of the importance of having you know, an independent media voice um, that can that can report on stories when our counterparts are, for whatever reason, unable to do so. Thank you so much, Megan. And could you, uh, I mean, so the um, importance of the First Amendment in this case and bringing the freedom of the press up against whatever it might be, um, can you speak to that correlation and what it meant to you to be nominated for this award in association with that story? Sure. Um, so the First Amendment Award, and I don't have the exact description pulled up in front of me um, because I'm an unprepared interviewee. Apologies. Well, let, um, <laughs> I could probably get that for you if you'd like, but otherwise. No worries. Um, you know, my, my recollection of the award description is that it's um, for a person or, or organization or entity that undertook a story or endeavor that really um, shed light on censorship or secrecy uh, in any capacity, whether that be um, a business or a government entity or, in this case, uh, a business that owns a newspaper room, right, um, that is not being forthcoming with the public in a situation that, from a First Amendment perspective, really qualifies as a public right to know kind of situation. Um, and in this case, that story kind of checked the boxes in the eyes of the judges. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with the judges more in that case. Um, it was something that a lot of us were awaiting uh, more answers to. And thank you for providing those answers to the com broader community. Um, there is a term that you've introduced me to that I just, if you could define it for us, I'd really appreciate it. Quampetition. Tell me, how do you define that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I wish I could say I coined it. I didn't, but I forget like which of my influences in my life first brought it to me um, that I've internalized it into my lexicon. But competition is a, a melding of the spirit of competition and cooperation, right? We can acknowledge that we are competitors, and and journalism, especially print journalism, is traditionally a very competitive industry. And I think that's a good thing. I think that iron sharpens iron. And I know that I personally perform much better when I am a little nervous because I have a very strong competitor. So competition is a good thing, and I think it best serves the communities that way. Um, but cooperation goes back to that sentiment of we are stronger together. And, you know, the, the news industry, especially as it pertains to print, has had a problem, has had a need 
for self-reflection and examination for many, many years, far before March 2020. It's just that the pandemic accelerated that need. And so I think that as we have collectively looked within, we've recognized that collaboration has perhaps a much stronger place in our business models um, than it's ever had before. And I think that also best serves the community. Um, you know, even between us, between the Sopra Sun and Aspen Daily News, mm-hmm. I think the community is better served by our relationship and Solda Valle throughout the valley and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think having that uh, standalone Spanish language extension of the Spanish section in the Soper Sun is, an, is a perfect manifestation of that idea of, of a community being much stronger served because of the collaboration of newsrooms. Um, so competition is that nice balance in the middle, right, of, of when we need to be competitors, we'll keep each other sharp. And when we need to bring our you know, forces together to best serve the community, which as we're doing, by the way, up Valley, um, Aspen Public Radio and the Aspen Times and Aspen Daily News are in the midst of organizing squirm nights together collaboratively to ensure the public has a robust debate um, to best get introduced to their candidates ahead of the um, November elections. And I believe the Super Sun and Katie and Katie something similarly. So that is competition, right? Um, so that's, that's my definition. Well, we are so proud to be in competition with uh, you, <laughs> yes, Megan, we are. and um, stronger together. Indeed, again, the theme of this year's Colorado Press Association convention is so true, and our partnership between uh, the Soper Sun and Aspen Daily News in producing that standalone uh, El Sol del Valle, something we're all very proud of. We know we're keeping you from a meeting. So we thank you. (laughs) Thank you for taking the time beforehand to speak with us today. And uh, always such a pleasure. Always such a pleasure. And a um, heartfelt and sincere congratulations, Megan Tackett, on this uh, very prestigious and well-earned award for the First Amendment Award. Um, Congratulations. Yes, definitely. Well, Thank you, and it was such a joy to be able to celebrate with you all. So I will let you continue your segment so you have plenty of time to brag about all the good things that Super Sun also brought home. Like You all brought home some impressive hardware that could not be better deserved. So thank you so, all, and I'm uh, proud to be in competition. <laughs> proud to be in competition. Onward, my friend. Thank you so much, uh, Megan, and we will see you on the, on the beat. <laughs> sure. Oh, well, that was so lovely speaking, speaking with Megan Tackett there. Oh, she's a party. She, yeah, she is. is. <laughs> and this valley's very lucky to have her at the helm of Aspen Daily News. So lucky to have her at the helm of Aspen Daily News. And we're so lucky to have that partnership and this competition between other news agencies, including KDNK um, here in the valley. Um, I do want to get in a little bit to uh, the Sopris Sun and what we brought home um, is so um, wonderful and just it hugely speaks to each of our contributors at the Sopris Sun as well as our wider community who sheds insight and gives us a lot to write about. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I mean, we, after getting to be around what would be essentially our competition this weekend, it's so clear how big of an achievement a lot of these first and second place awards are for the contributors to the Sober Sun 
it's really cool that we got to come home with so much um, given how localized our operation is and um, we just have such thorough and capable contributors it's so awesome we are so so fortunate for that you are so correct and um, so on top of nine press awards for um, content that was published uh, last year, 2021, within the pages of the Soper's Sun, um, earned by our contributors, Raleigh Burley, our editor-in-chief, was nominated by our executive director, Todd Chamberlain, uh, here with us today, um, for a, also a very prestigious award, the Innovation Award. Um, Todd, could you speak a little bit to that? Yeah, the the Innovation Award. So when I decided, well, let, let's take a step back. When I uh, nominated Raleigh for this award, I was actually fresh off of getting out of the, the Grand Canyon, being airlifted out of the Grand Canyon. And right. I was I was thinking, you know, we've done so much in the last year, uh, and we really, really, really needed to to recognize all the accomplishments we had. And, and Raleigh was at the forefront. He spearheaded many of the initiatives that uh, uh, we we did last year, everything from everything under the sun, which we're currently on, uh, currently <laughs> on to to the El Sol del Valle, starting that up. And then uh, the thing that I, I love to talk about, too, is the youth program uh, that we started uh, last year. And, uh, you know, that speaks to the heart of, I know what we do here and trying, you know, as a, a 401c3 nonprofit, we get our nonprofit status as an educational institution. So we're just kind of uh, extending our arm out to that uh, and embracing that, that statute. So I think it's uh, really exciting, everything we've done. And the community supporting us um, is, is essential, and, and they should be proud of, of their local newspaper because – we really were talked about a lot this weekend in, in many sessions and just not the award ceremonies. People are looking forward f for uh, ways that uh, local press can succeed and how how innovative we've been up here is just a demonstration of, of what news can be and, and what the future of news may look like uh, in the future. So. Absolutely. Yeah. That's really well put. And I mean, and it's so true. And I... Just to piggyback on that, innovation takes a level of risk. And, you know, putting out a Spanish insert that is now we are a bilingual paper wasn't necessarily an easy endeavor. Starting the youth journalism program wasn't necessarily a sure or easy endeavor. But we we took that step and much at the um, at the um, initiation of Raleigh Burley. Um, right. And, and, you know, I, I think there are. There's a lot uh, we still want to do that we haven't gotten to. Um, I think you could uh, talk a little bit about the new co cohort of uh, the youth program uh, that started yesterday. Uh, there's some pretty exciting uh, stuff happening there. Uh, Absolutely. Yes, let's talk about that a little bit. And I'll ask you a couple questions, James, because you actually help to run our youth program. <laughs> so you're somewhat of an authority on this particular matter. It's true. We uh, graduated four wonderful students last year from the youth cohort, um, all young women, uh, two homeschooled and two from our local high schools, and they were just wonderful. And we also realized that we needed to pay them a stipend, which we ended up doing so. So it's actually paid um, 
a paid position to be among uh, our youth reporters. Uh, this semester, we welcomed eight students after um, receiving 14 applications, and we have a much more diverse pool, including a couple of uh, um, bilingual students as well as even a monolingual uh, Spanish-speaking student. And we're looking at maybe carrying this on in, into next semester with a separate group. Is that the case? That is indeed the case. Yeah, um, we are going to open up applications again because there was such peaked interest. And again, I think this is just part of that innovation um, that we all are bringing, of course, and uh, that rally is really spearheaded with the Sopra Sun. Um, now, we are coming pretty close to 428 at the close of our program. Um, Rally Burley cannot be here today, and he's going to kick me because I'm <laughs> having fun to trouble spotting in our calendar but he is um not able to be with us today because he is going to be he is part of rehearsing for a storytellers sharing a personal story about something they created um and the theme is field of dreams it's in our calendar this week uh, please reference it and he said there's going to be some hinting at uh, el sol del valle and the innovation behind the sopra sun and um, i believe we have a poster up here in kdnk that actually is about that event as well. So. Fantastic. That is great. Um, we'll check it out in our calendar or head on over here to KDNK, which always has its doors open. And um, thank you so much to Raleigh Burley for uh, bringing innovation to our community and to the Sopra Sun, serving a wider range of readers. Um, we couldn't be more proud than to work with you, Raleigh Burley. And um, glad we get to talk you up today without you uh, being too modest. Yes, he can't defend mess. himself. So <laughs> that, all we can right. do is no. talk nice things about him. Yeah, no, he's he's uh he's such an asset to this community and to this organization and uh like I said before, the community uh should be really proud of their local newspaper and uh uh it, it's a it's a great organization and uh please reach out to us. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. Thank you, folks. You have anything to share, we're always available. Check out Rally Burley's column on page two of the Sopra Sun this week. And email us at news at We're always here for you. Thank you, Hattie and Todd. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm.